What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing today? Doing well, man. Happy Batman Day to all the people out there. Batman. Yes, it is Batman Day. In my opinion, the greatest fictional character of all time, Mr. Bruce Wayne. Thank you, Bill Finger. Thank you, Bob Kane. Thank you, Frank Miller. Thank you, Brian Anzarello. Thank you, fucking Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. Thank you, uh, uh, Tom King. Thank you, Scott Snyder. And thank you, Denny O'Neill. Thank you to many, many others who I'm forgetting. Brian Edward Hill. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who's contributed to the Batman lore. Like I said, I got to thank my favorites, Bruce Tim and Paul Dini, Dwayne McDuffie, everybody who made the DC animated universe what it is, and that stemmed from Batman. Also, happy Naruto Day. Thank you, Kishimoto. Like, for real, my favorite anime and my favorite comic book character both share a birthday, so that's pretty cool. Just wanted to say thank you to those people before we start this pod, but other than that, should be doing well, man. We got... Look, you saw it. I saw Ad Astra. I'm going to talk tell the people about Ad Astra today. I'm not excited about it, but I'm excited about this Titans episode because they need to start calling us the Nostradamus podcast because, like, straight up, Titan season two, we've been predicting that, brother. Yeah, we're going to talk about a few different things that we saw this week. I'm going to mention a little bit about American Horror Story that started this week. And, of course, we both caught um, one of my movie on the rises last week, that Jurassic Park short which I Fire. think is going to be really telling. So we're going to talk about that as well. But yeah, Batman Day, pretty hype. Definitely want to put in a Batman DVD today. I don't know, maybe Val Kilmer, maybe Michael Keaton. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe I'll go on and watch one of the old animated ones. Yeah, I'm, I, when you said that, I was thinking, like, I might just watch Mask of the Phantasm. That is just, like, quintessential best Batman. I agree. I, I love all the cartoon Batmans. But I think that there's a lot of positive momentum going into this the batman movie so hopefully this oh, is the one. bro pat like uh, look we don't talk about leaks and rumors on this podcast but like i told yeah, you off air well it's, i can't report about this because this isn't from a quality source this is from like reddit leaks so i can't but some of this stuff they got right and like shout out to daniel rpk he talked about some of this stuff on his patreon and like look man some of the stuff i'm hearing about the batman when it's when it's a little more set in stone i can't wait to talk about it because like, well, a lot of it Pattinson... is some of the stuff that we have been speculating mm-hmm. i know you definitely speculated what comic series that this might come off of oh bro i called this months ago like for sure like, like i saw a comic book movie posting about kevin smith talking about and kevin smith probably knows something if not kevin then, smith like... knows kevin smith knows everything about everything that we want to know about Exactly. Like, he knows something, but like months ago when we were talking, like, what could it be? Like the first prediction when we heard that Matt Reeves wanted to do a mystery, I said it's either Court of Owls, Hush, or Long Halloween. I said Long Halloween is the easiest to do with all those villains. I said Court of Owls would be interesting because it'd be different. But I mean, look, man, we called it months ago. I'm excited for that. Long Halloween's a great thing to take pull from because it's it's exactly what we've been uh, I guess hyped to think this new Batman would be about. Is a lot Joker of villains... involved in that story? Uh, he okay, he can be. It just depends on like because every villain's in it. Well, he, he won't be. Yeah, he won't be. That's the thing. He he doesn't have so a big. So that's what I'm asking primarily. Is it? Oh no, he doesn't for him have that. He's in it. He doesn't have a big role, and that goes All back. Right. To what we heard about um, what we heard about John David Washington having the full because this is the. If you want me to be honest, this is the full transition story of Harvey Dent to. To, uh, from Harvey Dent to Two Face, the it true happens, one. The true, yeah, it happens throughout the uh, 
than the top half, arc yeah. of this of the this and the sequel. So if he wanted to do, I don't know if he's gonna tackle all of Harvey Dent in this one movie, but if he wants to move it to the next one, he, there's a way you could end this with Harvey Dent still being Harvey Dent. Now or I will say now I will say that now that you're telling me that and thinking that of course there's gonna be another Batman movie after this and that you're gonna cast John David Washington. David Washington, yes, as Harvey. Dent. I mean, come on, fam, it's that's looking like. I mean, that's what it's looking like. Then we get the Joker in the third one. I guarantee that's what this is going to be. Some something like along those lines, because I, I don't think Battinson's not going to get a Joker. He he will, and Matt Reeves definitely probably wants to use that. But if we're getting hard, like if he like if he came out and said this is a Harvey Dent true story, like that's what this is. Because if anyone reads Long Halloween, the the I'm not gonna like, look. The villain has even the person who's before Harvey Dent becomes Two Face. The person that's the actual villain of that story has something to do with Harvey Dent. That, that's, well, that's the right. most. That's the most I'll give you guys. Just go read the comic if you want to know, because I'm not gonna spoil it. But like, that's that's the most hint I'll give. So yeah, no man. Yeah. And also, we're seeing that what's her name might be Catwoman. Um, Jason Momoa's stepdaughter. Uh, I'm forget. Uh, Kravitz. Oh yeah, Zoe, uh, Zoe Kravitz. So, I like that. Uh, that too. You know, they they did say Anna De Armas is testing for it as well. So shout out to your girl. So we'll see, man. It's, it's just a lot of stuff we've been talking about. But as stuff more stuff gets concrete, we'll discuss more. But uh, we we have a lot of concrete stuff in the in the news. So shoot me whenever you're ready, brother. I'm ready to get started. Yeah, we got some big DC news to start off. So I'm ready to go. Let's start. All right. So Suicide Squad releases the full list of actors and actresses that will be featured in the film. Bro, this is like a tease. Cause like, okay, I'm glad we got like this cool looking poster with all the names, but like, bro, I can't know. I don't know who any of these people are. David Dalsmachian? Leaving Marvel. Coming through. Yeah. Shout yeah. Out. We got John Cena. That's uh, John Cena is probably gonna be Peacemaker, or like some big butt sportsman, some sportsmaster, or some fucking uh lieutenant or some shit. Dude, sportsmaster would be dope. Anyway, Jai Courtney. Well, we knew he, Big Boomerang's coming back. Yeah, we know who we know. Nathan who he is. Fillion. Don't know who he is. Some people think he might be Booster. Nathan Gold. Fillion's from. Uh, oh, you you're saying you don't know who what character he's in. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm saying I, I yeah all these people. I'm I'm telling the people what characters I know these people are. Joel Kinnaman. That's Rick Flag. Yeah. <laughs> Pete Pete Davidson. <laughs> I, I think he's gonna be like an alien or like some fucking sludge monster. He's gonna be some bullshit, some CGI character. Taika. Taika, yeah, they said, okay, I've seen I've seen many things for Taika. Taika gave a little hint. I think Taika might be Copperhead, but we'll we'll see. I we don't know. I can totally see that. That's just my speculation because of what he tweeted and how he took out the he instead of calling it Suicide Squad, he called it Suicide Squad. And if anybody knows Copperhead, that's like his thing. So that's of just course my speculation. The, of course there's the four at the bottom that we know for sure. Viola Davis, Idris Elba, Margot Robbie, Michael Rooker. Well, we didn't know Michael Rooker was going to, like, Umberto said this, but then Michael Rooker came out and said he wasn't going to be it, and Umberto was like, ha, I knew you were in there. Shout out to our guy. Like, that's yeah. big news. I mean, I trust Umberto, man. You know, I'm... Same, same. So, I, when Umberto says it's happening, it's happening. Like, Shout so, out. I mean, Idris Elba, some people are thinking... So, because Storm reads cast, that's a young African-American girl, she might be his daughter. So, and we know he's not going to be dead shot because they already said he's not. So, we... People are speculating daughter characters. It could be he could be Sportsmaster, and that could be either Cheshire or uh, Artemis. 
They're saying he could be Deathstroke, and he, that could either be Ravager. But I mean, I don't think they're. Yo, gonna be if he was Deathstroke and he was the Deathstroke through the whole DCEU, I'd be down for that. That's what that, and that's what some, that's what some people are saying. Uh, some people are also speculating that he is Martian Manhunter in disguise, and Storm Reed is Miss Martian. That would yo if if they pulled that if, if gun pulled that out of the hat like that's some of the leak stuff I was like I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna just get to be honest that's some of the leak stuff I was deep diving into last night I don't think he's Martian Manhunter I don't I think he's gonna either be Bronze Tiger Sportsmaster or Deathstroke but if they pulled a big switcheroo and made him Martian Manhunter undercover for the Justice League what the fuck like yo okay James Gunn I see you I see why you're only making one more Marvel film come no. on no now by the way. IMDb does have some of the names attached to some of these actors and actresses. Ooh, okay, what they got? What we got? Uh, Daniela Melchior, she's gonna play Ratcatcher. Okay, yeah, we knew that. Yes, that's, um, that's something Steve. Steve G is King Shark. Okay, nice, nice. Um, John Cena's Peacemaker. Yeah, see, P- okay, so he's not Sportsmaster, he's Peacemaker. And uh, David Dallas Malkian is Polka Dot Man. Ah, okay, okay, yeah, we knew that, and I think Joaquin Coiso is a. Uh, he is either the mayor or the general, and then the, the uh, and and David Dakota is either the 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 reverse. If if one of them's the mayor, the other one's the general. So yeah, maybe so. Maybe we so. just don't know what those those code names are. But I really want to know what Idris Elba is. Of course, Viola Davis is Amanda Waller and Margaret Robbie's uh, Harley Quinn. But like. I want to know what Peter Capaldi is. Like, what is yeah. Peter Capaldi doing? Like, is he if if Mar- if Idris Elba's Martian Manhunter, then Peter Capaldi Simon, like one hundred percent. Yeah, maybe so. And I really do want to know what freaking Pete Davidson's doing. Yeah, me too. Me too. And what, what's Michael Rooker doing? Like, yeah, I think Michael. I think Michael Rooker is going to be given someone that is pretty big. You know, I mean, this is uh, James Gunn's guy. I think he might be the villain. Uh, he plays a good villain. Like, I don't know if he would be in the... Because, okay, all the biggest names are at the bottom. The I, Viola's obviously Amanda. Idris is the commander of this new team. Margo is Harley. I don't think Michael, Michael Rooker's in the team. Just from how it... Unless he is, and then one of the other names up top is the villain, but I don't, I don't know. Well, I think Michael Rooker is... That's a good thought process, because I think a lot of the people that are going to be in this movie are going to be in continuity of the DCEU. And I don't know if Michael okay. Rooker really wants to be like the whole part of the DCEU. So he might be someone that's just like specific to the movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like a one-off and get him out of here. Yep. So, and then Sean Gunn, obviously coming with his brother. So that's dope. That's dope. I mean, look, Taika's in a DC movie. What wild times we live in in 2019. I mean, Taika, James Gunn, Michael Rooker, and David Dallas and all from MCU. Yeah. And well, technically Nathan Fillion and Sean Gunn were in the MCU too. Nathan Fillion? Yeah, he was. He was. He had a cameo at the end of the second Guardians. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that, that's all I really got on this. Hopefully, because like I said, this was a tease. Like, uh, James Gunn knew what he was doing. Like, I just want to know who these people are. All right. So what the next story is, is funny because, you know, we're both watching college football at the moment. Uh, 24-7 college football feature is going to feature the University of Florida, Penn State, Arizona State, and Washington State, and it's going to debut on HBO October 2nd. Nice, nice. I don't really care about any of those schools besides Arizona State with Herm, so, like, I'll be watching for Herm, but, like, I don't care about Florida. Well, they decided to go after big-time coaches, Dan Mullen, yeah. James Franklin, um, Mike Leach, which I think would be oh, really yeah. interesting. 
The Mike and Le- Herm I Edwards. Mike Leach. I forgot Mike Leach was with Washington State. That'll be so interesting. I've, so I think that'll be really interesting. James Franken is a really emotional coach, and Dan Mullen is like a really kind of weird guy. Like he's he has like this big time Adidas shoe collection. Like he was like all about the Yeezys when that he was like one of the first coaches to rock Yeezys. Like he's an interesting dude. So I think it's oh, going to be an interesting little series. Well, you kind of convinced me a little more to be more excited for Dan Mullins. Yeah, they they did a really good job of choosing organizations that had um, coaches with some flair. Because, like, if you chose Nick Saban, Nick Saban's not going to give you anything, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like Jim Harbaugh might have been good, but in the same light, I feel like Jim Harbaugh might have also been standoffish. Yeah, because, so, because of the situation they're in right now. Exactly. So I feel like they chose four programs with coaches and I don't think- that are actually going to be give be interesting, you know? And, and I don't think Coach O or Tom Herman would have did it either. Yeah, but I, I mean, Coach O would have been funny just because they would have had to use subtitles. <laughs> you fucked up for that, but no. I'm, I'm they excited did it on his own press conference. Like like I'm saying, I'm excited to see Herm Edwards, man, because I like Herm having his ESPN career and seeing him do well at Arizona State, that's somebody. Because I, I was too young when Herm Edwards was coaching in the NFL, so to see him back in his glory days coaching, I'm ex- I, I want to see his pro- how his programs run. Because they're 2-0. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it is also interesting because he has a freshman quarterback, and I kind of want to see – more about him and how that they came together because obviously that's a big time move because it's kind of changed the course of the program. So, you know, yeah. I don't know. I'm a football head and you know that. So I'm going to be really invested in this, especially for college football. Like I don't watch hard knocks, but because I just didn't, but I'm going to watch. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't watch hard knocks either just because of the team this year. I did watch for the Browns year, but no, I I'll did, definitely, yeah, I'll definitely too. peep. I'll definitely peep, peep game. All right. Well, next we, I want to talk about some of the stuff that we talked about last week. Um, so first, with American Horror Story, it was okay. Like, mm. I, I wanted to be as good. Like, my favorite American Horror Story season of all time, like, this might be controversial to people out there, but it was the Roanoke season, which was, like, really, really scary, scary. And, like, was a documentary style. And it was really interesting. This, they go, definitely rip off Stranger Things. Music, uh, obviously time period. Um, but instead of it being like a psychological, it's definitely psychological thriller. It's more, you know, straight up slasher. And it just okay. seemed like they were moving so fast with it. And I'm just like not knowing where they want to go with it. And not a lot of the characters are like really popping for me. But I will say, uh, you know, Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, killing it. Good for her. She's awesome in it. And uh, also the guy who played the teacher from Glee. He's, you know, got a great relationship with Ryan Miller, of course, because Ryan Miller created Glee. And now he brings him on as, like, this 70s porn guy with, like, a big dick. It's yes. That's funny. So, okay. Is it worth it, checking out to the to the people out there? Um, it, I think it's almost really about for, your forte. Like, I think if you're really an American Horror Story fan, then, of course, you're going to watch it. But um, I think if you like, you know, specifically, you like, like, goofy slashers... I guess it's pretty much that very predictable horror. Like if it's not something that you're really going to get too scared with, you know, because I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like Friday the 13th. Okay. 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 I mean, Friday the 13th is kind of scary, but I mean, like at the end of the day, it's just just going around just slashing people. I mean, it's just people being stupid. I might peep game because those, those films were always pretty interesting. I want to see how Emma Roberts dies this season. (laughs) <laughs> All right, word up, word up. What right. else? Let's talk about but that yeah. Jurassic Park thing, bro. Dude, that was really great. 
Yeah, that was the first thing from Jurassic Park in a long time that I've seen that I've liked. See, I've liked the first Jurassic World. The second Jurassic World was not that great. No. Um, but I, I did. what did interest me about the second Jurassic World was the idea of them bringing them to the you know mainland America and like having that be like a thing. And yeah. this is the first sign of that, where like now dinosaurs are living in the U.S. And that shit like, it was crazy. I thought it would it did its job. Like I thought the battle between the Triceratops and the and the 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 T Rex or whatever type of big monster dinosaur that was was great. I thought the acting chops the guy from uh, Moonlight he was in there. I thought he yeah did a good he was job. also in uh, Castle Rock. Yes, he was. I, th- I thought he did a good job. I thought the kids did a good job. When that girl shot that bow and arrow at that dinosaur's eye, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that was dope. I thought that was some th- something completely different. And then it was the little girl. I was like, oh, sick. Did you think it was Chris Pratt? No, I didn't think it was Chris Pratt. I thought it was going to be like, you know, whatever's whoever's trying to do pushback on these dinosaurs. But I don't know. I don't know how how this whole world set up, but what it, it but it, I'm intrigued about it. Like I really think it has Colin to be hyped for the did, movie. Like I like Colin Trevorrow's Jurassic World. I don't know how you feel about it, but I thought Jurassic World is probably you know the second best Jurassic Park movie. And but behind the first one, yeah, yeah, I I think I might agree with that. Yeah, because the first one was Spielberg, right? Yeah, yeah, I like the Spielberg one. I don't know how I felt about the second one, but Colin Trevorrow's Jurassic World, that was the first one, Chris Pratt, where he was talking to the, to yeah. the Raptors, huh? Yeah, that one wasn't that bad. That I, I kind of enjoyed good, that. Right? Yeah, it wasn't. It yeah, was, but, but the second one, which wasn't Colin Trevorrow, was not good. No, yeah, that wasn't. And oof. so now Colin Trevorrow is bringing it back. He's showing us this short, which a lot of people are really loving. I haven't heard anyone who was like, oh, this is trash. Like, I think this is going to be a totally different Jurassic Park than we've ever seen, something completely different. I do hope they take some of the horror elements from the second one because I will say, like, a lot of the scenes with the raptor going through the house, they worked for me. It was just the whole, like, absurdity of the whole thing. Yeah. No, I feel that. Uh, Like I said, this thing got me excited to see the new Jurassic Park, so good on them. Yeah, definitely. Um, So next I want to talk about the newest streaming service that we're all going to have to buy. So go ahead and cancel your cable. Make sure you get yourself like a Roku with YouTube TV. We're going to need HBO Max and uh, Disney Plus on November 12th. Uh, Am I really going to cancel my cable for this? Well, I mean, what do you need your cable if you're going to have everything on this? I mean, this is going to sports. Oh, you get that on YouTube TV. Oh, that, that's what I can. But that okay. Well, then you know this. I don't have cable. I have YouTube TV. I consider that my. I consider that my cable. So, no, no, I'm saying you should have YouTube TV. Everyone should okay. have YouTube TV. Yeah, YouTube TV's fired, and they don't pay us to say that, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> Peacock is the newest streaming service out there. It's from NBC Universal. It is on, um, it's perhaps the biggest title announced for the service. To re- the, well, the biggest title that they've announced is that they're going to reboot Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica with uh, Mr. Robot creator Sam Eastmail, which is actually kind of cool. They're also going to bring back um, Saved by the Bell, which is going to star Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Perkley. Wait, this is what... Roles. I talked about this on the radio. Yo, this is the shit where Zach Morris is the governor of California. And no he makes... way. No way, bro. I'm wait. Listen, I I know a little bit about this 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 at least the self by, Saved by the Bell thing. Zach Morris is the governor of um. California. 
he makes a lot of budget cuts and stuff to schooling. So a lot of schools in low income areas got shut down. So now Bayside Heights is now the quote unquote public school. So it's a mixture of all the private students that it used to be with these public schools. And it shows how this this Saved by the Bell is going to show the difference in class on how kids react to that. And it's going to be Jesse and and, uh, whatever. What's his name? Jesse and Mario Lopez's character their kid going to Bayside Heights due to what Zach Morris did and, and and how they react with this different, uh, I guess, class of people. That's interesting. Mm, yep. So they're trying to get Mr. Belding back too. So I don't know if he's going to be back, but we'll see. Dang. I, I was actually kind of like hating on that, but that actually sounds pretty interesting. A whole, I mean, look, if it like, I don't know how much we're going to see Zach as governor, but like, you know what I mean? Like, well, what else is he doing? Yeah, I don't know, you know. All right. So. Is, Scree- is Screech going to be in this? And what no, about at least... in jail. At least the turtle doesn't look the same. <laughs> well, they don't have to come back. <laughs> Are you going to kill off Screech and Lisa Turtle? <laughs> I mean, you could. Or they could just be living in Florida. <laughs> And that's funny if you say Florida, because that's where all the crazies are. <laughs> Sorry if you live in Florida and you listen to this podcast. That's just a joke. <laughs> you, know the, you know about the Florida man. Yeah. All right, but anyway, they're also going to bring back Punky Brewster, a sequel series st- starring the original cast member. Okay. Um, I've never, I never watched that. I asked my yeah. mom about that, and she was like, what? That's weird. Isn't, isn't this where The Office and, uh, and Parks and Rec and all those shows are going to be? I'm getting there. Okay, my um, the the series adaptation of Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, which was ordered straight to series at NBC Universal, will now move to Peacock. Uh, Doctor Death, which is based on the podcast of the same name, starring Jamie Dornan, Alec Baldwin, and Christian Slater. The series Angeline, which is about like a famous actress who died in Hollywood, and they never—it was just like a big mystery. And it stars Emmy Rossum, which everyone really likes, and Shameless, who was previously in Shameless. Uh, other originals are going to include a comedy called Rutherford Falls, co-created uh, by Mike Schur and starring Ed Helms. The pilot Straight Talk, starring Jada Pinkett Smith, and the late-night series The Amber Ruffin Show. It had previously been announced at AP Bio, which was recently canceled on NBC. After two seasons, we'll have a third season on Peacock, and we'll launch April 2020. damn it. Peacock, I might buy you just in 2020 just to watch the third season of AP Bio. Right? God God damn it. I support my guy from It's Always Sunny. I forget his name right now, but I support him. Glenn Howerton. Yeah, Glenn Howerton. Shout out to Glenn. Um, This upcoming second Psych movie, which is titled Psych 2, Lassie Come Home. It had previously been announced... Uh, oh, I already said the AP Bio thing. Um, and the NBC series The Office beginning in 2021 will be exclusively on there. Um, Peacock has announced that it will also stream shows including 30 Rock, Bates Motel, Battlestar Galactica, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Cheers, Chrisley Knows Best, C- Covert Affairs, Downton Abbey, Everybody Loves Raymond, Frasier, Friday Night Lights, House, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, King of Queens, Married with Children, Monk, Parenthood, Parks and Rec, Psych, Royal Pain, Saturday Night Live, Superstore, The Real Housewives, Top Chef, and Will and Grace. God damn you, Peacock. Just for Frasier, Cheers, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, uh, 30 Rock, Parks and Rec, The Office, Superstore, and Top Shelf, 
I might be buying this service. God damn it. Because I watched yeah. the Top Shelf. I enjoy that show. God, yeah, God, Top damn, Chef, yeah. God damn you, Peacock, Peacock streaming service. But I, look, I will say this. I don't know if this is worth buying on launch day, but like, you know, once, once it gets fleshed out, then it might be worth picking up. Yeah, let me tell you about Brave New World because I remember that I looked it up and it was really interesting. Um, is this what I was thinking it was? Yeah, yeah so... Notes. No, I'm not looking at the notes. So, like, yeah, what I'm pretty sure it is... Does it have to do with the slave? Or no, we talked about that last week, huh? Yeah, okay, no, this is a totally different thing. But yeah, look up the the background the brave new world it was really interesting that's one of their originals that they're going to do and then of course i think that um bringing back battlestar galactica is going to be a really interesting play because just a new new audience and i've heard from many people who in my star wars world that battlestar galactica is like a go-to thing to watch and i've been trying to to get a chance to watch it so Oh, people say it's the it's the modern day best sci fi television show. Like, exactly. Was... So I mean, like bringing it back and putting someone who had a, a big show like Mr. Robot behind it. I mean, like it went Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, and now The Expanse. The Expanse is the best sci fi show on, te- on television right now. But you know, that's just IMO in my opinion. But but yeah, no, uh, good good for Peacock. Next up, we got. Margot Robbie's in negotiations to executive produce and star as a fourth grade teacher in New Line's comedy Fool's Day. New Line has acquired Kobe Blue Snyder's short film of the same name to adapt into the feature project. Snyder, who co-wrote and directed the short, will direct the full-length feature from a script he penned with uh, Shane Snyder and Katie Lee. The short with which has been honored at more than 30 film festival centers on a fourth grade class that accidentally kills their teacher when they play an innocent April Fool's Day prank on her, convinced they'll go to prison if anyone finds out they try to hide her body before a police officer arrives for their anti-drug lesson. That sounds pretty hilarious. Yes. And I, I, at first, when I was reading this, I was like, oh, this is just bad teacher all over again with Margot Robbie playing, no. playing uh, Cameron Cameron Diaz. But no, this she's just going to die. Cool. She's cool, playing cool. a corpse. Yeah, that's what's up. All right, I'll, I'll peep game. Yeah, that sounds pretty funny. I don't know. Yeah, fourth grade. So that's kind of an interesting, interesting age. I wonder what. Yeah, hey, Jacob. True. Jacob Tremblay is too old now. You can't shove him in everything. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like if they did seventh grade, then maybe like maybe they could have yeah. did Jacob again and had like some of this funny stuff. Because I feel on. like he gets he gets put in everything. He does. But that's all we really got on that. Next up, Jamie Bell is in final negotiations to join Michael B. Jordan's in Paramount's adaptation of the Tom Clancy novel Without Romance. As previously announced, Jordan is Without starring... Without Remorse. Oh, Without Remorse, excuse me. As previously announced, Jordan is starring as Operations Officer John Clark, also known as John Terrence Kelly, a former Navy SEAL who goes to work for the CIA. Bell will play Robert Ritter, the Deputy Director of Operations at the CIA, who is a major character in the Clancy universe and helped recruit Kelly in the CIA. Ritter has a presence in several Tom Clancy novels, including Clear and Present Danger, which was also adapted into a movie by Paramount. It's just interesting that they chose someone of Jamie Bell's age because him and Michael B. Jordan are almost like the same age. Yeah, that's my only thing. But like, I you think know, the, I'm gonna watch. Think they may change it and make it more of like a colleagues thing. Oh, okay, like, like instead home. of him being like his mentor, it'd be like maybe it was still someone who uh, 
you they know, did, they helped to- recruit him into the CIA, but it was more of like, hey, you know, we've been bros for a long time. Come and do this with me kind of thing, you know? Yeah, and they were rivals at first, and then Jamie just climbed up the ranks. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I, I look, man. I'm like I said, Michael B. Jordan. Get into your Will Smith Denzel bag. You need to start having some hits, brother. So um, I want to see this. Uh, next up, we have HBO will buy Bad Education, a dark look at corruption in a Long Island public school st- uh, public school district that earns strong reviews after it premiered in this year's Toronto Film Festival. The dramedy is a fact based story that follows a group of school employees in Roslyn, Long Island, who bilk. This what the hell is that one? Uh, who bilk the school district for millions of dollars by sticking it to them with the bill for everything from home improvements to Concord flights to Europe? Jackman plays uh, Superintendent Dr. Frank Tasseray and Janie portray his tough talking accomplice, the Assistant Superintendent Pam Gluckin. So yeah, yeah. so Hugh Jackman, Allison Janie, Alex Wolf are Raymer. Mono, Jimmy Tatro. Uh, Damn, this sounds like some a pretty cast. Good. Yeah, when you when when you just had Jackman in here, I was like, well, Schubert put this in the notes. Weird. I was like, we, we didn't. I didn't even know Hugh Jackman was in this. Yes, Jack Al, Hugh Jackman and Allison Janney. Okay, cool, cool. It's cool. gonna be dramatic. Well, it's in a dramedy. If you have Jimmy Tatro in it, yeah, definitely. Jimmy so, Tatro is probably gonna be like one of the dudes embezzling stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna watch this. I'm definitely gonna what, give it a shot. What? Where did this money come from? I also heard that HBO has a really good show right now with um, oh my gosh, Danny McBride. I need to check that out. I heard it's good. Uh, what? That's new. Yeah, it's going on right now. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one about church. Yeah, they said it's pretty damn good. Uh, that's what I've heard in my. Oh circle. yeah, dude. Me too. So I need I to watch I, that too. I definitely need to check that out. But uh, the righteous gemstones. Yes, the righteous gemstones. I heard that is hilarious. Yeah, I gotta check that out. Movie on the rise. Um, but uh, next up, we have popular dating app Tinder is set to release a choose-your-own-adventure-style original series in early October. What the fuck? In early yeah. October, marketing it as its first outing as content financier and distrib- and distributor of numerous individuals. Close to the project told Variety, the series is set to is set against an impending apocalypse. One of the insiders noted, and asked the question, "Who would you spend your last night alive with?" The show will upload directly to the Tinder app, and users will be able to swipe left or right on the service base and the service based function of approving or denying a potential love match. Advance the plot as they see fit. The untitled six project just wrapped in Mexico City and was directed. By sought after newbie Karina Evans. Oh shit! Yeah. That's the girl who directed all the Drake music videos. Shout that's out to her. That's the next sentence. Oh, see, I didn't even read that. Thing. Look, that's how much I'm a fan. The Helmer, an actress, has directed numerous music videos for rapper Drake, including his viral hit "In My Feelings" and the star-studded "Nice for What." <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just made me fucking read that. You didn't have to. <laughs> you could have just stopped when she knew who she was. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. So so wait, so okay. Tinder is gonna have a six episode series that is gonna be directed by Karina Evans. That and is gonna be actors? like Bandersnatch. Huh? So who the act? Who are the actors in it? Us? No, I don't think they have actors for it yet. Okay, okay, okay. It's gonna get released. I mean, I think it's just like a big like rollout, like 
surprise kind of deal because I didn't get a lot of info about that besides that. Okay, okay. Interesting. Look, Karina, man, this is this is wild to do you as your first movie. So if you're gonna do this, you might you must have faith in it. Look, I mean, I I don't have Tinder because I have a girlfriend. So she, but you're gonna have to watch this and tell people they tell people. What it's about. <laughs> <laughs> all right, got you. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. That but that, that's all I got on that. Interesting, man. Interesting. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah, no, this but, is pretty. That's that is a funny story. But anyway, this is another crazy story. Legendary has optioned the rights to develop comedian Burt Kreischer's story, The Machine, into a feature film. Wow. Crazy. Like, this dude's comedic sketch is about to become a, uh, a feature film. It is that's, a very interesting story, though. That's just like freaking uh, Between between Two Ferns. Sort of, yeah. A little similar. Like, you know, there's... St- like, I think okay. this is going to be way more dramatic than that. Yeah, also, I say this might be like... And it's funny that this is a story because I've been watching this. I, I I looked for a new comedy on Hulu, and I was like, man, what am I watching? I'm tired of watching Workaholics and King of the Hill. And lo and behold, I started watching the Bernie Mac show, which is based, oh, upon, good show. Which is based upon his comedy. And they, they took his comedic stuff and Larry, Larry Wilmore and himself and a bunch of other people. They took his comedy sketches and or his, his stand up and they turned it into a show. So it's funny that I'm watching that as we have this story. So that that's kind of. In the, in the sense, what I can wait. So you're see saying like, that Bernie, the Bernie Mac show, all the episodes were like bits in his stand-up? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Interesting. Like they were based upon they like they took bits from his standout and expanded them. Dude, but that was one of my favorite shows growing up. Mm-hmm. The Bernie Mac show is is super hilarious. Like R.I.P. Bernie Mac. Wish he was still here. Cause yeah, that, same. He's one of the like. People, when they always talk about the best comedians or the best black comedians, people always talk Jerry Seinfeld, uh, Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, uh, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, but no one ever says uh, Bernie Mac, and I think Bernie Mac should be in that category for sure. See, I never really saw Bernie Mac any, do any stand-up. I, it, things, whenever it, I think of Bernie Mac, is like the Bernie Mac show and then like Mr. Mr. 3000. 3000. Yes, that was hilarious. But like the, it, the way he acted in those is how he did his stand-up. Nice. So, but good for Burt Kirshner. Is he gonna take his shirt off a lot in this uh, movie? Probably so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you should check out his stand up to hear the story. Good for him. All right, next up, Berlanti Productions, aka the people who made Flash, who made uh C W, who made uh, Arrow, who made all these C W shows, has set up the one hour drama Spoonbenders, a Showtime with a pilot. Production uh, commitment variety has learned the project is based on the 2017 novel of the same name by Daryl Gregory. It's about the amazing Telemachus family, a traveling family magic act that happened to be made up of people with actual magic powers and the tragedy that finds them 25 later. They're forced to reunite with old depths, longing, long running grudges, the mob. Oh, long running grudges that find them 25 later. They're forced. Oh no no yeah no the they, they're forced grudges. to re they're forced to reunite twenty five years later with old debts long running grudges the mob and oh, the CIA yeah. all coming looking for him. Thank you. Yeah. The way and, that and Stephen Falk is the writer and producer. Falk was also the co executive producer and writer that did the show Weeds. Jesus, don't know why that wasn't coming out, but all right, cool, cool, cool. I right, look, man, this sounds interesting. I just need to see some trailers, some names, and some directors. You know. For sure, I think it sounds pretty interesting, you know. But it's going to be on Showtime, which is a really hard thing to watch now, unless you want to spend extra money. Yeah, now, I, Showtime is an add-on to Hulu or Amazon. 
And like yep. you have to pay extra with the cash for that because I was just looking on Amazon the other day, like you know, for these things like Showtime, Stars, Epics, HBO, stuff like that. No, no, HBO is gonna have its own thing soon. But I'm saying yes. like for the stuff like that, I mean, you're gonna have to like do that as extra add-ons because I was because I saw that they had the Pennyworth show, the Alfred Pennyworth thing that's on Epics was they have three episodes on Amazon and I'm pissed because like I can't watch the whole season, so I'm not gonna yeah, watch I'm not those three paying. episodes. I'm not paying for epics. Get out of here. I'll wait for Pennyworth to get on DC streaming, which it will be when the season's over. Are you sure? I'm positive, yeah. That'd be dope. Okay, cool. Or it's going to be on HBO. It's going to be on one of them. Something like that. Something, yeah, no, it's going to be just like uh, when Krypton ended, so. All right, well, that's uh, that's all the news. Before we get into the box office, the Emmys are this week, so I wanted to go over some of the categories, what we think. Uh, so the best drama series, they have Better Call Saul, Bodyguard, Game of Thrones, Killing Eve, Ozark, uh, Posse, or po- Pose. I don't know what, it, what that is. It's, I didn't watch that show. It's, it's Pose, man. <laughs> it's Pose. I think my computer had a thing on it that made it look like they had an apostrophe. But anyway, <laughs> uh, succession, succession, and This Is Us. Yo, I heard Succession is really good. I also have heard that's really good. I need to watch Succession, but uh, but do you think Game of Thrones gets a win? Yes. Bodyguard. No, they're giving it to Ozark. They're giving it to Game of Thrones for their final season, even though, even though this is the season they shouldn't get it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think that I think they could give it to someone else. You know? Ooh. So uh, I mean, I don't watch This Is Us. Well, here here's my thing with it. I think they they could get away with not giving them best drama series because they have so many other people that are in these other nominations. Like, they can give it to acting performances. Ooh, so you think they'll give it to the acting instead of the cast as a whole? Yeah. Sure. All right, I could buy that. I just, I just they, know Game of Thrones is going to get some stuff for this being its last season. For sure. Uh, for the outstanding comedy series, it's Barry, Fleabag, The Good Place, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Russian Doll, Schitt's Creek, and Veep. Ooh, I mean... I, same I think that's thing. a tough one. Same thing. Barry with- had an unreal season this year. That's what I'm saying. Barry's really good. I wouldn't be surprised if Barry won, but I wouldn't be surprised if Veep won for its final season. I wouldn't be surprised if Marvelous Mrs. Maisel won because it won last year. Ooh, did it really? Yes. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. Barry took home for acting awards, and mm-hmm. Veep, Julia Lewis Dreyfus, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus got it for her acting. No, she didn't. She, uh, wait. Rachel Brosnahan won. Oh, shit. Wait. Veep didn't win anything last year? Um, uh, I don't know. But I know Rachel Brosnahan and Marvelous Mrs. Maisel got... Oh, they're giving know. it to Veep this year then, bro. It's either Veep or Barry. Like, 100%. We'll see. And uh, so the outstanding lead actress in the comedy series is Christina Applegate from Dead to Me, Rachel Brosnahan, Mrs. Maisel, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus from Veep, Natasha Leone from Russian Doll, good for her, Phoebe Waller-Bridge from her. Fleabag, and Catherine O'Hara from Schitt's Creek. So you so think probably, you're great? Think you girls it's gonna be it? Brosnahan or Julia Lee, uh, Louis Dreyfus probably. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't, the Emmys do that life, do that legendary like last season. We're gonna give you some awards for it. Like there's no way Julia Louis Dreyfus isn't ending out on top. Like no, I don't know, because Rachel Brosnahan can just win it next year, bro. Did you watch Veep this I season? Know. Look, I'm not gonna I lie. I didn't watch Veep this season. I've never watched Veep. Ooh, I'm, I just it's know funny. It's, I just know it's it wins in my shout out to my guy Alex Voice Jesse Slater. He always watches that show and he says it's the one of the most funny the funniest show on HBO. So it's clever as shit. Um, anyway, outstanding lead actor in a comedy series, 
This Andy and Anderson, I know this Blackish, Don Cheadle, Black Monday, Ted Danson, The Good Place, Michael Douglas, The Kamitsky Method, Bill Hader, Barry, Eugene Levy, Schitt's Creek. To me, this is between. Uh, I think Bill Hader. It's um, Bill Hader and Michael Douglas because the Kaminsky method is hilarious, bro. I haven't that's seen it. I actually watched on Netflix. Yeah, no, it's really good. And uh, what's his name? Um, it's like two. It's like two old actors. Like it, it's it's kind of similar to Barry, but it's it's its own thing though. Cool. Um, but yeah, so outstanding lead actress in a drama series is Amelia Clark for Game of Thrones, Jodie Comer, Killing Eve. Viola Davis, How to Get Away with a Murder, Laura Linney, Ozark, Mandy Moore, This Is Us, Sandra O, oh, Killing Eve, Robin Wright, House of Cards. Wait, what's San- one? This is the lead actress in the drama series. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sandra O oh won this last year. Mm, who do you think is so, getting this one? Because this is more up your alley. Probably Sandra O oh again. Or, okay. I mean, I don't think Amelia Clark's going to win it. Yeah, nah, nah. She should not for that for that bullshit performance she gave when she was on top of that dragon and in her instant mad face. Nah, get out of here, Daenerys. You're lucky. Right. You're lucky you got nominated for that trash ass season. Outstanding lead actor in a drama series: Jason Bateman, Ozark, Sterling K. Brown. This is Us. Kit Harington, Game of Thrones. Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul. Billy Porter, Pose. Milo Vitimilia, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Milo Ventimilia. Milo Vitimilia. Or, or Milo Ventimilia. But I, yeah, I know what I'm saying. Like, this is us. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, look, Sean man. Sean K, maybe. Yeah, to me, maybe, this I think Kit could, could win it, though. Yo, the, John just on, Snow? Just, just, on, just on, like, his last season. Bro, if anybody's going to get it from the side, it's a freaking uh, Peter Dinklage. If what about Jason Bateman? Okay, no, all right. From this thing, um, Jason Bateman's good in Ozark. Uh, I think this is Sterling K. Brown's award to lose. But my dark horse is actually Billy Porter for Pose, just for how much Twitter talks about that show and how much people love that show. Interesting. That's not from um, watching it. That's just from me ch- hearing how the where the heat's coming from this year. Outstanding lead actor in a limited series or movie: Mahershala Ali, True Detective. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Rockwell, Fosse Verdon, Benicio del Toro, Escape from Danamora, Hugh Grant, A Very English Scandal, Jared Harris, Chernobyl, and uh, a name I can't really pronounce for a, a show I never saw. Yo, uh, look, <laughs> I don't think Mahershala was like, I thought he did a good job in True Detective. I didn't think it was one of the better True Detectives, but that Chernobyl series, yo, if I yeah. had, it's that dude. Yeah, he was. He had a fire performance. I can see Sam Rockwell maybe getting it because I've heard a lot of good things about Fosse Verdon. Um, and I and if he doesn't win, I do think in this next category, outstanding lead actress in a limited series or movie, Michelle Williams might win it. So it's mm. Michelle Williams, Joey King for the act, Nisi Nash for When They See Us, Anun J Ellis for When They See Us, Patricia Patricia Arquette, Escape from Danamora. So Yo. Amy Adams might be it, but I haven't heard great things about Sharp Objects. Me, me neither. Wait, Sharp. Wait, they nominated Sharp Objects from last year, or is this the new season? I don't. It's know. not a new season. If this was from last, I don't know if Amy Adams going. I like Amy Adams and Sharp Objects, but I don't know if she's going to win that. But uh, no. What I was going to say is that lady from the act. Yo, she should. Joey she, King. Like, yo, Joey King did a great. That that show was good, bro. Yeah, it was pretty wild. My girlfriend had me watching the act week in and week out. That shit was crazy. Uh, so best supporting actor in a drama series, we got Alfie Allen from Game of Thrones. 
Ugh. What if they gave it to all Theon? Bro, like, what? Uh, what's next? What's next? <laughs> Who's Jonathan next? Jonathan Banks from Better Call Saul, Giancarlo Esposito from Better Call Saul, Chris Sullivan from This Is Us, Michael Kelly from House of Cards, and Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones. Also, Nicola Coaster Waldo from Game of Thrones. Fuck Nikolai and fuck Theon Greyjoy. Give it to my guy, Peter Dinklage. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't think John at Carlo Esposito is going to win from Better Call Saul because I feel like, I don't know. I, like, I like I Better Call Saul. I think Game of Thrones is going to get that. I think Game of Thrones is going to swipe the supporting actor and actress category because if we go into supporting actress, it's Lena Headey, Sophie Turner, Maisie mm. Williams. Okay. Uh, then Fiona Shaw from Killing Eve, Julia Garner from Ozark, and then Gwendolyn Christie. So, oh yeah, I think that's amazing. I think that's the Game of Thrones awards right there. Like the supporting I think, actor. I actor. think that's all up in the air too. Maybe not Lena Headey, but Gwendolyn Christie, Sophie Turner, Maisie Williams. Woo. Yeah, yeah. I don't Give know. Lena, I, I don't think Lena's gonna get this one. This was her award no, no. in past years, but like maybe like a season ago. But yeah, like, not this. Not this season. This might be Maisie's season. Dude, she was the, she had the best season. Yeah, it can't but be Sophie. Sophie had not, a good one too. Sophie was aight, dog. But like, if we're gonna be real, it's either Gwendolyn Christie or Maisie Williams. I wanted to be Gwendolyn Christie. Cause I, cause I believe that Gwendolyn Christie, Jamie Lannister stuff. That shit was great. Yeah, no, that was really good. But so. Maisie Williams was badass too. So yeah, she was. She she did, even though I didn't like you know. You know, we're not gonna get into Game of Thrones. Let's get let's uh, supporting actor and an actress in comedy series. I'm just. I remember through both of them. You had like Anthony Kerrigan from Barry, Stephen Root from Barry, Henry Winkler from Barry, Shout Alan to Henry Arkin, Winkler. Alan Arkin from The Kaminsky Method, Shout Tony to Shalhoub from oh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and Tony Hale from Veep. That's a really strong category. Yeah, I think it's either Henry, Henry Winkler or my guy Alan Arkin, but I don't watch Mrs. Maisel, so I can't say how those dudes did. Tony Shalhoub is, does a really good job, but I, I don't know. I think Henry Winkler probably has a bigger Henry role. Henry Winkler does a good job, and and so does Alan Arkin and Kaminsky Method. I think that's between those two dudes. And an actress is Sarah Goldberg from Barry, Cyan Clifford from Fleabag, Olivia Coleman from Fleabag, Betty Gilpin from Glow, Alex Borstein from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Maureen Hinkle from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live, and Anna Chomsky from Beep. Yo, I think they could give it to Anna Chomsky because of the Beep thing, but I also think it goes to one of the Maisels. Ooh, you don't think it goes to uh, your girl from Glow? No. Okay, okay. You think it goes Maisel? Real? Yeah. Like I said, I can't comment on that. Um, that's your, that's your, that's your, uh, that's your jam. So you know. But I think I could go to uh, to Anna Chomsky and Veep. I didn't see all of Barry season two to know if Sarah Goldberg deserves it or not. So I can't comment on that. I don't know if I don't know if she's winning it like Bill Hader or uh or uh, Harry Winkler, but you know I like her performance in it. I just I just can't talk compared because I haven't seen the other shows. Like I've seen Veep, so I mean not Veep, uh, I've seen Barry, so I know how that is. But I can't talk about her compared to like those other people. Who's gonna win the outstanding variety talk series between Trevor Noah, Samantha B, Jimmy Kimmel, John Oliver, James Corden, and Stephen Colbert? Yo, they should. And give why it. isn't um, Jimmy Fallon on there? They should give it to my boy Jimmy Kimmel, but they might really? give it to they might give it to Samantha B. Really? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think Trevor or maybe maybe John Oliver. I don't know, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, yeah we shall. Uh Outstanding Variety Sketch Series, At Home with Amy Sedaris, Documentary Now, who I'm hoping that wins. Yeah, shout out Drunk to Documentary History. Now. Drunk History, I Love You America with Sarah Silverman, Saturday Night Live, and Who is America? 
Yeah, shout out to Documentary Now. That's what I'm pulling for. Do they have a Best Podcast Award in the Emmys? Or, or, did did no. did did, uh, did Bruce Vinge get nominated Best Movie Pod? <laughs> it it definitely did. I'm seeing it right now. All right, word. Shout out to you. Shooting. Along with the the Subculture Vulture podcast, uh, Prime Time, <laughs> nice, and nice. Uh, Anime Talk, nice. and also uh, Bros. Bros. Think. And nice. um, who else do we know that you we know, can plug a pod? Oh, I was gonna say I was gonna say Joe Rogan would be in there. Joe but Rogan, to, we, Joe we Biden. Need, we don't need to plug those guys. <laughs> oh, that's just funny. But uh, anything else that's worth uh, any cool Emmys, you know? Uh, do they have animated or no? Is that outstanding guest actors and some stuff which has like uh, Kumail and Johnny from Twilight Zone in it? But I mean, there's not. I don't really know too much about any of all of that. But, you know, it's going to be a long night of awards getting given away for lots of different TV shows. So it's definitely something I'm going to peep peep and see who wins. Word up. Well, let's get to the box office, my friend. All right. So the box office at number five is that uh, religious movie Overcomer. Uh, Number four is Good Boys, which has dropped. Yeah. Um, It's, it's, It's run its course. Yeah. Angel has fallen at number three. I've actually heard a lot of people talking a lot of good Why stuff. Why are y'all still watching this bull? It's, I think it's just for the sheer fact that they know what it is and it just like is good at what it is. I don't know. I need to maybe I need to watch it instead of these movies like Ad Astra. I'm not gonna pay money to go see that, but <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait until it comes out on Redbox. But um, it chapter two at number two, and still number one is Hustlers. It. Oh, good for Hustlers. I actually want to see that because I've heard that's really good. I also want to see Hustlers. You didn't so go see it on your date? I thought you were going to see it. I did not. Damn. All right. Word up. Well, let's get to the movie on it was, the rise. It was one of those deals where they had open seats, but none of those seats were together. Mm, <laughs> so it was yeah. just like, forget it. <laughs> yeah, no point. You didn't check all the other theaters? or I did. <laughs> Damn. And they were all sold out. Like last night was apparently just a good a good night to go see movies because Ad Astra and Hustlers were both sold out. Well, I saw Ad Astra and Jesus, you you're you're the glad you're lucky you didn't waste your money on that nonsense. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that after the movie on the rise. But uh, yeah, let's jump into movie on the rise. We got a lot this week. I'll just give mine real quick. I got I got Disenchantment season two part one. Like I said last time, Schubert didn't necessarily like Disenchantment Season 1, but I did, and it picks up right where it left off. I started watching it. I need to get more into it. But you yeah, should up. check out the review of it on the Bros Who Think website. Bros yeah, this is Disenchantment Season 1, one of the only well, this things is, this guy he ever wrote. Jesus. This, this isn't Season 2, actually. It's the second half of Season 1. Oh, wait, it's not Season 2? Yeah. Oh, so it's this the is the second just- half of Season 1. Okay, cool. Well, either way, I consider that season two, but whatever. Season one, part two, cool. I'm back to get into the disenchantment universe. And as it ended, I forgot one of one of our main characters were dead, so I got to see how he comes Elfo. back. Wow, bro, spoilers. But yeah, Elfo. Shout out to Elfo. Nick Wolf, Nat Wolf, or whatever his, whoever, whatever his name is that plays him. But Abby Jacobson, um, Eric Andre, and a bunch of others. The guy who plays Bender, of course, and... Yeah, no, man. It's Disenchantments, uh, part season one, part two. Y'all go check it. It's out on Netflix now. Schubert, what you got? Because one of yours, I'm excited for. Well, two. Um, so there's a movie coming out that I saw that was pretty interesting, and I sometimes the with any movies that I see that come out, I don't mention because you can't see them in theaters. But this one actually is in my theater in town, so 
It's called Villains. It's starring Bill Snarsgaard. It's uh, kind of a comedy drama. It also stars the guy who is uh, the main character in Burn Notice and Kira Sedgwick, who is the main character in, uh, what was that show called? I don't remember. Uh, Cold Case. It was a cold case show. But anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that comes comes out. It looks really funny. I think you should go check it out if you want to go see an obscure movie that's not one of the normal ones. Um, Prodigal Son, which is coming out on Fox this week, seems really interesting. It's about a, like an, I think like an FBI agent or a cop, a detective whose dad is an infamous serial killer. Serial killer, killer. yeah. Isn't and that he's getting advice Shane? from him. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I saw that, that trailer for that. It looked pretty interesting. Yeah, it looked interesting. Uh, the Voice comes back, and I love that show. Always Sunny starts this week with season 14. I'm, ex- um, I'm excited. It's not going to be on Hulu. I'm going to have to watch it on cable, huh? Yeah, you're going to have to watch it on cable or uh, on YouTube TV. YouTube TV, yeah. Oh, um, South Park season 23 is also on that same day, next Wednesday. Woo-hoo. Let's go. And also on that same day is the new season of Survivor, which is oh. all me. I'm not saying whoop whoop for that. <laughs> uh, the Good Place final season is also That's coming out this week. Not saying whoop whoop. It's actually for that season either. four. Um, and yeah, that's it. Cool beans. Well, a, this is the start of everything. So I, there's some things that I didn't mention that are coming out. So you'll start seeing a lot of new stuff coming out because a lot of the old summer stuff is ending. Like the, what, the Bachelor in Paradise just ended. Um, America's Got Talent just ended. Yeah, they just uh, announced the new Bachelor. Peter. Yeah, Peter. Which we've known. Pilot Peter. Yeah, whatever. Should have been our the, guy. Uh, and I looked up the girls. There are three flight attendants that I've seen. Oh, my God. Three. So he, just thirsty he, flight attendants. I hope he doesn't pick a flight attendant. I hope he eliminates them all on the first night. Yeah, same. Gosh. <laughs> just trying to just trying to be out here just because I'm a pilot. But, Dude, I mean, they, maybe they, that's what he wants. Because like that's someone that he could always be with all, all times with. I still wouldn't want that, you know. <laughs> no, me neither. I want my space. Like, do your job. I do my job, you know. But yeah, no, I don't know if I whatever, Peter. But the other guy, that's a, that's a bros who think topic. Like, do you want to be with someone who's in your profession? Oof, we'll talk about that on that Oof. show. But <laughs> yeah. Someone write that down. Yo, but uh, no, what I was going to say, the other guy, whatever his name is, he's with Bella Hadid. That's why he's not The Bachelor right now. Yeah, Tyler. Shout out Tyler. He's Shout out to Ty, bro. Ty's killing it right now. Ty got fucking, what's her name, chasing him all over the country. Uh, right. Was that and- Hannah? Hannah, Hannah going to interview after interview talking about how she wants Tyler. And Tyler out here dating uh, Bella, Bella Hadid. Hadid. Let, let's you go. hear what happened with Mike? What happened with Mike? Mike, oh, yeah, Mike, is, Mike got set up with Demi Lovato. <laughs> I knew that. What the fuck? Yo, wait. This look for everybody listening right now who's like, bro, are these guys really talking about the Bachelor? I don't give a fuck. Mike, that nigga Mike is with fucking Demi, and and Demi posted a fucking bikini shot for that nigga on Instagram. I was like, yo, what the fuck? Why? Yo, and Why? apparently Hannah B set him up. Good, yo, all right, respect. Shout out to so you. Shout Hannah. out. Shout out to never mind. I'm sorry for saying you all over the country chasing Ty. That's fucked up of me. Tyler, you need to you need to do right by Hannah and tell no, her. No, she's on Dancing with the Stars right now. Oh, well, good for good for Hannah B, man. She's she's making that uh popularity work for her. That's for what I'm sure. saying. If you get off the bachelor, you might as well do a bunch of these shows, get your get your bag. 
But she Mike, might be she might be back on Paradise next year. You never know. Mike hit the bag, fam. Like for up? sure. So like, <laughs> if that dude didn't get the Bachelor, this is uh good enough. Yo, that's a better consolation. Both of those, Mike and Tyler, good for them, man. This yeah, might, dude. This might be the best repercussions of a Bachelor season ever. Cause I don't remember none of the other niggas getting with uh Taylor Swift or Katy Perry or anything like that. Well, the whole idea of Bachelor Nation as celebrities has totally taken off this year for some reason because, like, that was the whole thing about Bachelor in Paradise as well is that they were all, like, talking all the time and they were all, like, big public figures and they were already, like, talking before Paradise. And then, like, Jordan from two seasons ago was like, this never happened in Paradises in the past because, like, that was just – we just didn't talk. We just we didn't know all the just, like, talk all the time, you know? Yeah, weird. But, but now they're all like, you know, big time Insta stars, you know. Do you think it was just for this season, or you think it'll happen next season too with this uh group of women that's about to come in for the Bachelor? Definitely, it's gonna yeah. be same. It's just the era. We shall see. But uh, enough of that. Enough of Bachelor talk. That's enough. Shout out to our female viewers who watch the Bachelor. We we do that for you guys and the male viewers that watch the Bachelor too, because we watch it. But uh, let's get. Let me let me tell the people real quick about Ad Astra. Before uh before we do Titans, because I'm excited to talk about Titans. I'm not excited to talk about this. Like I, I was so ready to just tell you when we got on the pod, because I didn't text you about it at all, and you didn't even know if I went watch it. Oh, I went watch it. Ladies and gentlemen, I do not fall asleep in movies. I've been going to the movies since I was five years old, maybe even earlier. I My mom told me I used to put on my own DVDs, or my own VHSs at the house, and she wouldn't have to do nothing. I would go and plop them in. That's how much I love freaking movies. I will watch a movie whenever. My girlfriend's like, let's go do something. I'm like, I kind of want to watch Netflix. Yes, that's fights at our house because I love watching television and movies. So for me to fall asleep during a movie, ladies and gents, that bitch was boring. Dog. Like, let me just keep it a bean. I would start a scene. They would start talking in the scene. I'd fall asleep for five, ten minutes, expecting to wake up at another scene. We are still in the same scene, and the conversation is just about to end. And nothing has progressed between that conversation when it first started and when it ended. I'm sorry to everybody out here who's like, oh, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt did an act. A wonderful acting job. Yeah, he did, but it was fucking boring. Like the story itself, I say this like gravity. It was gravity, but a little bit farther in the future. Like it's a bunch of still silence. Them stay stuck in space by themselves. It's a lot of oh, uh, uh, how does he deal with the psychology of being by himself? How does he deal with the psychology of him not having any loved ones? How does he deal with the psychology of his dad not? That's all well and good, but my God. I'm not going to sit down for three hours and watch that bullshit of of some art vanguard nonsense. Like, it was What I will ask. Hopefully, though. I'll give did it Brad that. do good? Brad did a... Brad did... Yeah. I, look, I'll say this. Ever since Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, maybe even a little bit before, Brad's been on doing well acting. Brad wasn't the problem with that. I think it was more of the script in the story. That was my problem. Like, we expect... And maybe that was expectations. Like maybe I think we, it was expectations. Yeah, a lot I th- of I th- that I go. I think with no expectations. I enjoy, but the ones that I go in with a lot of expectations, I'm like, yo, what the fuck was this? I mean, Brad just killed it in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Maybe like one of my favorite Brad Pitt performances of all time. I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm putting it up there. It's in top five. Burning Burn yeah. After Reading is up there as well. It, it is up there, but my I, I wouldn't put this up there. And it's just like, man, I wanted more. Like the ending with his father. That was whatever. Like, oh, I just expected so much more. Like, I thought this was Brad Pitt's 
I thought it was Interstellar, but a little more. But it was like even Interstellar was better than this. You shit. thought this was gonna be his Oscar bag? Yeah, like I thought it was gonna be a mixture of Oscar bag, but sci-fi. Like I thought it was gonna be a little bit of both. I don't know. I expected something totally different, and this is just like The Martian was better than this, man. Like, and I didn't even really like The Martian, but I, Interesting. I don't know. I expected more. I did. Like I was hype on Ad Astra. See, like my thing with non-sci-fi space movies like more realistic space movies as they're always kind of uh dark and i i wouldn't say they're all bad because like i don't dislike those kinds of movies it's just that they do kind of drag because they are boring because they don't have score because they try and like be you know, real mirror the realness of what that's like but see and, I, that's why i gotta give christopher nolan his props because interstellar that was sci-fi enough to where it was like all right yeah, you could believe this is us a little bit in the future, but it still has enough sci-fi elements to keep everybody entertained. I don't I know, agree. man. He did a good job with that compared to, like, Gravity and this shit. All right, well. Yeah, Ad Astra. Ad Astra. <laughs> like, I'm not even going to rate it. Just two thumbs two thumbs down. I guess we need to see Hustlers. Yeah, I'm def- I'm, that's the next movie. I'm- well, actually, ladies and gents, let me check the calendar because what's next well, week? Well, no, Joker's not next week. Oh, see, I thought it was next week. All right. No, no Joker's mind. in October. Okay, so Joker's in two weeks. So next week mm-hmm. I can watch Hustler. It's the week after that. That's the big week. All right, two weeks till Joker, ladies and gents. You'll get Hustlers next week. I'll, I'll, I'll probably go watch it. Yeah. The only other thing that's new next week is the Judy Garland biopic starring Renee Zellweger. So oh, yeah, I'm going to watch Hustlers. Yeah, I'll watch Hustlers. That is true. But we'll, <laughs> we will definitely watch Titans. Yo, Schubert, they should call us Nostradamus, brother. They should call it. They should start giving it to us. The Black Swami and young Nostradamus. That's that's who runs this bl- uh, fucking podcast. I, I, almost, I almost tweeted at DC Titans writers and said, like, you should just hire us. Bro, like, we, like, yo, give us some props. Like, viewers, if you are watching Titans and you listen to this pod, we have predicted this season, ladies and gents. Like, we don't ever like to toot our horn, but this time, yo. What the hell? I love this season. This season is phenomenal. Like, so far, these two episodes have been, and, and we love season one. We really did like it. These two episodes have been on a different level. Like, this feels like a superhero show. Yeah, and this like, is exactly like what good- we've been waiting for, you know? This is exactly what we've wanted it to be. Like, when we expected this, we were expecting to see the Titans be superheroes. But first, we needed to see... We need to see the build, I guess. We need to get them to be figure out who they are. Yeah, that's what I always like. We had to break them down before we build them up. Yeah, I but know. it was all great, and I feel like it did a great job of giving us an idea of who these characters are now when we're trying, when we're actually seeing them doing what we want them to do. Yeah, one hundred percent. We're not let's figuring get, them out. Let me see some of the cons real quick, because we're they're more pros than cons. Be, what are we doing with Beast Boy, man? Like, what are we yeah. doing? That that's just my question. What are we doing with him? I know what I, I can see the, the trajectory for every character, but him in the character I'm going to say next. But he is the, my biggest complaint. Like, Raven has a place. I'm even liking Raven more and more as, as we go along with this. Same. Starfire has a place. I love Starfire. We know Dick's place. I love Jason Todd, just like you. Um, I like Donna because Donna has a place this season. Definitely. What is Beast Boy's place? Like, Beast Boy was doing the computer. What is he doing? Like is he is he this is he Oracle for this group? Like is he not gonna like what is know. he doing? I mean like they they haven't really w- worked with him at all about him developing his powers. Like he's doing combat training with Jason Todd, which really isn't 
what he should be practicing. Doing. Yeah. So I don't know. And I'm and confused. With the, addition, with the addition of Rose Wilson, it's pulling more characterization from her. We know Connor Kent's coming. So it's like, I don't know when, if Beast Boy's going to get an arc this season. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. He just seems to be there. And then, like, even in the scenes that he's in, they don't do really anything. get him do anything. Exactly. Like, that's my biggest complaint about this season. If that's my biggest complaint, then we, we're doing all right. Like, I just, I just wish he would have a little more to do. My next complaint is, I don't know what Hawk and Dove's doing this season. I don't know what they're doing in this show. Like, they I'm just, confused, too, because, like, Dove down. was so gun-ho <laughs> about being a hero uh, when they were back at the ranch. And now, now, they're, they're, now they're given the opportunity, and she's like, no, I just don't want you to go back to being an addict. And he's like, no, I think it'll be different this time. She's with, like, like, no, we're going speaking, back to the ranch. Which, I mean, it is it's what all addicts break, say. See, I think she just wants to break up with Hank. Like, that's the only conclusion I can get. You think she wants get. to break up with Hank? I mean, she... Uh, do you believe that she doesn't want to be a hero? Uh, I, I don't question. know. I'm like, I'm so confused because she seems so adamant about going back to the ranch. Over here, but in the first episode, she was like, oh, well, the second episode, she was like, yo, I'm, I still want to do this. Like, th this drug wasn't bad for me. It was bad for you. Well, then why is she trying to go back to the ranch like it that's why she's just trying to drop that nigga back to the ranch and then let her come do a thug sizzle that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking that's, that's the only thing i can see like why else let hank do his thing if hank goes back down that path then i just gotta deal with him <laughs> well and also like when they went to go confront mr light they all went in street clothes hawk and dove are nothing without their costumes <laughs> that's why yo that's why the old titans lost too many heroes <laughs> Too many humans, not enough metas, not enough aliens, not enough superpowers. You see, this season they got a little more heroes in them, huh? not just humans. Hawk and Dove, like at least Dick's an acrobat that was trained by Batman. Who trained Hawk and Dove? The Themselves. The streets. <laughs> <laughs> but see, all this laughter, and, and these are the only cons we have, and it has nothing to do with the episode. Like, this is just us predicting about character movement and development forward. It's just like, I don't know what they do. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say they're useless, but, you know. But, I mean, I think we're going to know a lot more in episode four because it seems like they're going to go into backstory. So, I think that may yes. tap into old wounds. Um, all ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Eating so, let's talk about some of the pros then. All right, yeah, let's get into You start off with some of your pros. Um, Man, Donna's a badass. Yes, like, I'm really uh, into Donna's arc. Like, she's so much more in this season. Like, she's becoming uh, just, like, the second leader to Dick Grayson and whatever Dick's going to become, we assume, Nightwing, based on the, everything that's been on Twitter. Thank you, Twitter and leaks. Gosh. But look, I'll say this. Even though it leaked, they've done a good job this season of leading us to that. Like, I thought Donna and Dick's conversation, I, t I texted you about this. I love the conversation where she was like, bro, number one, you brought in the daughter of the nigga who made a shutter this place. Like, what are you doing? And on yeah. top of that, are you being camp counselor right now? I get you want to bring in strays, but you brought in that megalomaniac's daughter, and you're not even anything. Robin costume, that's burned. And, you're not Robin and you're telling us that we shouldn't worry about it? That it's what not a, our problem right now. In front, Slade Wilson. I hope not, Dick Grayson, camp counselor. And I love that she told him that. Like that was amazing because it's like, bro, 
you're not about to go fight Slade just in your in your in your everyday garments, my G. Like you're you're not gonna win. You're gonna lose. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. But yeah, saw, I'm not. I'm edge back. What? We saw Dick getting some of his edge back too. Training with we Rose. We did like training with Rose was dope. I mean, like he put Jason in his place when he needed to. So you know, Dick's got it. Dick's ready to go. I think Dick is definitely in that evolution mode. He just needs to get that final push to don the new suit, which yeah is is to come. So, well, I think that I think it it was a lot of build up with them all coming back, starting to see that there are fractures, especially his like conversation with Hank late in the late in the episode. Um, There's obviously a lot of tension there. As much as I as we talk shit on Hawk and Dove, that's just because we don't know their place in this team. But they do serve a purpose of they they're the conversations that each of them have individually with other members of Titans, it adds like I wanna say heart to it. And it adds they are they do a good job of progressing the mainstay to the next phase of the evolution. They're a good look at the past. Also it also helps the the two most prominent actors in the show, along with Waits. Yeah, no, true, 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 true. So, you know, I mean, look, Donna killed it with her super speed, attacking Dr. Light, th- doing that lasso. The lasso, thing, yeah. Throwing it on her. I was throwing it on him, even though I didn't understand how Dr. Light Mr. died from that motorcycle being striking him from that far. He's with- not that He's not that much of a badass. Who, Dr. Light? Yeah. He's like a like hinge. His light beams don't even, like, blast you for real. They're just kind of like light bulbs. They burn you. Yeah. And I think he has different attacks because the ones he was using with them weren't as strong as the ones he used in the first episode. Well, yeah. the first the first real episode. You well, know? and I felt like Jason like really kind of like was like, "Oh, your your stuff's not not that tough." Oh well, let, well, let's get to that in a little bit. But uh, anything else in the beat? That's all the stuff. Yeah, Dick training with Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that was uh, Raven. We could talk about oh, Raven. Yeah, Star- let's talk about Starfire's oh, arc yeah. first because that kind of leads into Raven. Because like Starfire was completely off with everything that was going on. Yeah, Starfire. She's with her yeah. ex-lover, um, you know, yeah, servant. Yeah, whatever he was. Guard. He's like a guard. Or guard. Something. Yeah, royal okay. guard. Who took a? Uh, we found out that he took the the uh, oath or that he took the lead from Blackfire because Blackfire was recruiting someone to go get Starfire, and he was like, "I'll do it." And if we found out that if he doesn't bring her back, he will die when he goes back. And we also learned that Blackfire is sending people out to look for. And he said that if he doesn't bring her back, legions and legions will come. We also see why Starfire doesn't necessarily want to be in Tamarin because Tamarin has a set rules of like how they do things. And she couldn't love outside of her race she, or outside of her class. Like they're very elitist, very classist people in society. And she likes how Earth, they have a, they don't live Freedom. By- any code they have free choice free will they have a lot of freedom yeah so that's yeah. something that's attracting starfire to stay here and i thought that was good for her that's that, that's the character type of development that i wish beast boy would get a, a little bit you know just a little something a little something yeah i mean i think he needs to do a little something on the side or something like he needs to get something going but i like think needs- i think they got to get do starfire's arc then i think we're going to get this this mini arc with raven to solidify her dick's going to have his and i think when connor kent comes that's going to be maybe Beast Boy's arc with him. We shall see. Maybe. I guess that's true. Uh, but yeah, I think that the conversation between Starfire and Raven at the end was pretty crucial. That brought Starfire back to heck, come heck. to San Francisco. Well, uh, Raven. 
her conversation with Donna that she just wanted them to ask her to come. She didn't want to go on her own. She wanted them to, to ask her. Because yeah. Donna called. She was like, do y'all need me? And Donna was like, nah, we got it. And she kept saying, you sure you don't need me? But she was like, if you need anything, just call. I'll be there. And Raven called and was like, yo, we need you. Come here. And, and she came. Yeah, and she came. But I thought that was, that was, that was good for Raven because... Well, Raven she's... definitely needs some help because I feel like she thinks that she's a burden on uh, Dick right now. Dick just doesn't understand her, her how to train. Dick just yeah. doesn't understand the power life. Exactly. He's trying to do combat training, and Raven's like, bruh, I'll uh, Azeroth Metreon Zinthos your ass out of here. Yeah, like when she almost had that blow up training with um, Gar and. Yeah, Jason. Jesus, Jason. All right, let's get to it because this is how the episode ends. Jason's Jason. like, yo, Beast Boy, figure this stuff out for me. We want to. I want to get more involved because after Dick slamming him on the ground because Dick didn't want to get him involved with Dr. Light because he didn't feel he was ready, Jason's trying to overstep and be like, yo, I'm ready. So he does that young boy thing and he, gets, uh, he tells Gar that, yeah, we're just going to do reconnaissance. And when they get there, he's like, bro, we're doing a little more than reconnaissance. And they split up, which I thought was foolish because Gar... You know damn well that if you split up, you're not even you're not equipped to defeat anyone. Like you need to be with Jason. And Jason, exactly. you, need, you need guard because you need to be sent you need to be held down because you'll go you'll start going crazy. So they both needed each other and they both failed each other. I think that'll probably be a big thing for Gar going forward if when we get to predictions, one of these predictions come true. But so Jason's fighting Dr. Light, kicks his ass because he remembers uh, Dick's training. At first he was losing, but then he remembers everything Dick taught him just now, and it worked, and he beat Dr. Light. But Dr. Light starts laughing his ass off because he's like, bro, you ain't win. And Dick, Jason's like, what you talking about, bro? Jason turns around, and then I wish they would have. Why didn't they use the Terminator theme, bro? They should have used the right. Death theme, right? That was like, like in both, both instances when Deathstroke was talking to Dr. Light because I thought that conversation with Dr. Light was hilarious, and Deathstroke was ready to kill him. But I was like, where's the theme? And I was like, where's the theme in this scene? Do you see him? And, and yo, he, needs a, he needs a dope theme. He has a dope theme. The theme they used in episode two. That was fire. The, yeah. the organs. And the, like, it's menacing. It's like, oh, shit, Deathstroke's here. Like, ah, run. But, uh, well, I mean, it needs to be like the thing for everything. Because, I mean, that would have been perfect. Because we knew that that was coming. Yeah. Well, like, we, just, we just didn't think it was coming that early. Well, we didn't know that he was going to take him. But I like... When when he got into that battle and then like he beat him so easily, I was like, oh my god, dude! Like Deathstroke is about to get this guy. Because like, <laughs> like he was all by himself. I'm like, oh. his face was just like, yo, I can't beat Deathstroke. But then he goes tries to fight Beast Boy. Hears a scream. He runs and all all he sees is a puddle of blood. And then I guess he starts chasing the the trail. Like, nah, bro, you should have picked up that phone and called Dick right then and there. But that's how that. And, and you mentioned that conversation with Deathstroke and, and Doctor Light. That was so telling to what that happened because it was it was exactly predicted. Well, I mean, he said what he was gonna do, and if you yeah. didn't listen to him then, then you didn't know what was coming. But I mean, he he said what was happening. Yeah, he said they, his plan. They they had the confrontation. They showed that the the old Titans are the ones that are gonna come out in charge to, to fight. And then, like, he knew that they were looking for him, and he's like, oh, well, let me just, like, you know, put a little bait out here and see if yeah, uh, see the, the old weak weaklings ones. are going to come come out here. And then we'll capture the weak ones and enforce the leader to bring out everyone, and then we'll take them down one by one. Yo, look, Deathstroke's plan's going coming into fruition as we speak, so I love I don't it. think there's going to be a major battle until the fifth episode. Well, the next episode is titled Aqualad. So I think next episode is the backstory episode because they're going to have to explain 
why what like yeah to the, the old history titans, of like, the old you know, titans what deathstroke is and what's going on because they're gonna be like nah dick you gotta tell them like now they're involved because before yeah. dick didn't have to tell them because they weren't involved now jason's involved they have to tell him see you make a good point because the next episode is going to be a lot of backstory let's get into what we think's coming i don't know if this is jason's demise yet no i, I think he was going to make it to like the maybe the sixth episode because i mean what is going to be like eight or ten like no there's 12 i think Oh, there's 12? Oh, okay. Well, he might make it to, like, 8. I, but I think he dies. Well, but, though. I mean, he could make it to 6 and then die and then come back in, like, 12. Okay, so... Well, I, well, no, okay, wait. Let me say this. If he dies, like... All right, so let me let me look at the episode count. So, there's 13. So, if Jason dies between now and episode 6... He does not come back till next season as Red Hood. Unless we see him as some post credit scene, some shit of him like rising or some some shit like that. Yeah. This could be what pushes Dick to Nightwing, but I think if Jason dies, that would be more... I, I just don't know if that would be a realistic reason to push him to Nightwing, you know? Um, Maybe. I don't know. Because I feel like it would have the reverse effect. Like it would push him more into like hiding. That's probably the truth. Or, I mean, maybe he feels like he is doing the hiding now, that he has no persona. Mm. And maybe this is going to give him more of an, a reason to be like, I should have, if I was more in, in, the, in, you know. The fray, I wouldn't, this wouldn't have happened. So now let mm -hmm. me be more in the fray so this doesn't happen again. Ah, sure. okay, okay. I can see it going that way. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if Jason dies next episode. I don't think that that's the case. I think no, Jason I mean, I might think escape. But, but I think it's coming up, though. Okay, well, let me ask you this: Do you think he escapes, or do you think he's with Deathstroke for the until he dies? Because now that he's in Deathstroke's hand, like if he leaves, I don't know if 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 he leaves, I don't know if he dies by Deathstroke's hand then anymore. Because I don't know if Deathstroke's gonna capture him again. I don't know. I mean, like my thing is, do we think so that early. he dies before we meet uh, Kent? Superboy? Yeah. Mm, 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 wait, let me see something. I need to see something real quick, just real okay. quick. Is that that this will answer that question? I just need to see if he's in the poster for season two. All right, well, uh, he's in the background, fam. Like he's yo, he might die, fam. Like this, let me wait. No, let me see the whole thing. Don't show me just the poster for this episode. I want to see the poster for the fucking season. Uh, the poster yeah. for the season. Because the poster for the season tells you a lot. It really does. Okay, so I don't know why Beast Boy is such a big part of that damn poster. Maybe not, it's to come. Maybe it's to come, but Jason's in the background. Like, Jason's behind Dick. Like, Jason's the farthest person, like, oh, from the foreground. He's the, he's the farthest. He's in the back, and he's at the top. Yeah, I, I think Jason might die. I think this might be the it for him. Yeah, man. I'm willing to take that bet. I'll take the risk on that. Because I don't see him, if he leaves, if he leaves Deathstroke at this point, I don't know another time that he will capture him. That's I don't what I'm see saying. that. Like, if, if, if they're going to do it, let's do it. Like, let's get it over with. Because I don't want the Joker to just come kill Jason at the end of this. Like, fuck that. Fuck that. Like, let's, in, let, let's, let's make a, a, a statement to the, to the fans and to the show and show them we're, we're serious about our shit. Kill him right now. Let's do it. Shit, that's what I, I'm for. I think it's got to happen. It's like, you know, Dick gets there. He's like, he's probably... He might be there in street clothes. That's what I'm saying. Like, he might be there in street clothes just trying to, like, fight him as dick. And then, you know, when See, that fails. 
and sees that Jason's fucking dead. Yo! Well, was... no, he's going to kill him in front of Jason. Or Dick. In front of Dick? Oh, damn! Because he... Yo, that would fuck me up. And <laughs> that would fuck Dick up. Yo, you're right. That makes a good point. Yeah. Uh, so. Let's talk about Aqualad because they had a lot of Aqualad sequences. We saw flashbacks to his birthday. We saw like some other flashbacks. And in the next episode, it's titled Aqualad. Aqualad is dead, dog. Like, Aqualad is not alive. Slade you, will you steal Aqualad. I, I think, like, some people think he's alive and just left the Titans. I don't buy that. I think it's, I'm taking a little bit of your theory and adding it to mine. I think Aqualad is dead. Slade took revenge for the death of Jericho, but Jericho is not dead. I think Dick thought he killed Jericho, but he didn't. And I think Deathstroke thinks Dick killed Jericho, but he didn't. I think Jericho will be in Cadmus. This is your theory. When we go meet Superboy, and that's how we get him out. Yeah. But I think Aqualad is revenge. Aqualad is revenge for Jericho. Yeah, I'm thinking that they think that Jericho's dead, though. That everyone thinks Jericho's dead. Yeah, I think I think both sides think Jericho's dead. I don't think either side know that he's alive. Because, like, I feel like the scene with Dick, or not Dick, with, Rose. Uh, with Don and Hank, in the, or was it someone and Hank? Maybe it was Dick and Hank in the locker room? Oh, no, that was Don and Hank when they first got back. Yeah, Don and Hank in the locker room. I think he was standing in front of Jericho's locker, because he was like, you know, so he said something about people being missed, but it could be Aqualad. It could be Aqualad's locker, too. That's what I'm thinking. So, we'll see. But see, do we think Jericho was a part of the team to have a locker? Because I think what um, Slade said to Rose is important. Where she, Rose said that Slade told her that he was gotten in with the wrong Bad crowd. Point. Who would be the wrong crowd for Slade? The Him, good yeah. guys. Exactly. So. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think he was a part of the team, but I don't know if that lo- – I, I, I still think that was Aqualad, man, that he was staring at. But I do th- – I'm, I'm with you on this. I think he was – Jericho was part of the Titans. He – something happened. He Slate thinks the Titans killed him. Dick Dick also blamed – like, because Donna was talking to Dick, and Dick said he messed up, and he said he doesn't want to do that again. That could be with Aqualad's death, or that could be with Jericho dying, which is the result uh, – which that result pins Aqualad's death. So I think both way. I think one's gonna be dead and one's not. Yeah, maybe. What if it had something to do where like they never fully trusted Jericho for some reason and it ended up getting Aqualad killed, and then also subsequently they thought Jericho died. Mm, could and be. That's, like- and that's why they're like, you should have learned your lesson from this. Like this. Is, yeah, you, know, you, know, you shouldn't have brought in Rose Wilson. Rose, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, and that makes that makes a lot of sense. But either way, I think we're going to find Jericho and Cadmus with, with Connor Kent. Because his episode's, the episode titled Jericho is right after Connor's episode. Ooh, dang. So, I'm, yep. so we, might do, we might meet Superboy before Jason dies. Or, yeah. Or Jason dies. I mean, Jason, Jason dies. I, J- Oof. I mean, he could be with Deathstroke for a couple episodes. Yeah, and we just don't like, find just getting just getting you know beat up and stuff, you know, getting tortured. Yeah, no, yeah. and and they just don't find them. Ooh, this is gonna be it, man. Season two. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to the people I mean, who made season two. I fuck with this season. Do you think Batman will have anything about do, you know to do with this? See, there is okay. Well, Batman has his. It's not titled Batman. It's titled Bruce Wayne, and I think that's the episode where we see flashbacks to to Batman and Robin, Dick and Robin doing their thing. 
to answer your question, do I think Batman gets involved with Jason Todd's death? No, I don't. I think he encourages Dick to get the suit. Well, what do you think he tells? What do you think the interaction is when Dick tells him that like his sidekick is captured by Deathstroke? I mean, Oof, I don't see that. I don't know. Like because you, I would because what I'm thinking, that... what I'm thinking, like he he would want to be beating out of Jason Todd is like information about Batman. Yeah, true. Oh man, see, this makes me think that Jason may be with with Deathstroke until the end of the season. Maybe. What but if then... he tries to turn him? But who do they fight? Like that's my thing. Like who? Wh- like are they gonna just keep trying to chase after Deathstroke until they find him, and they just keep m- missing? Well, if Jericho has something to do with Cadmus, I feel like Deathstroke is gonna be involved again. Yeah, true, true, true. Oh man, this season. See, that's the, there's certain things we're we're one hundred percent sold on, and there's certain things that like the mystery. well, a lot of this happened a lot faster than we expected. Yeah, I didn't expect know? Deathstroke to to take Jason so early. Yeah. That threw a little wrench in my 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 whole thing. Like so, like this being the third episode and there being ten more, I'm like, oh man, like what are what are they gonna do for ten more episodes? For ten episodes, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, a lot of flashback. <laughs> Flashbacks. The, the next episode has to be all flashback, dog. I mean, the whole thing could be start and finish flashback, but like they lead into it and then like it's all flashback. Yeah, and then like the the episode after that is the resolve of ghosts. Yeah. I could see that happening. Word, word. Well, look, we're high on Titan season two. I'd, yeah, ready to, I'd, I'd rank this like an eight. Sure, yeah. Definitely up there at an eight, something there. like that. Uh, but yeah, so that's it for this episode. We definitely broke down a lot. A lot of cool news in our DC realm. And, you know, another streaming service we got to pick up with Peacock. So definitely go and check out a lot of things coming out on TV this week because it's pretty much pilot week for a lot of different things and bringing back a lot of our favorite shows. So a lot to check out. Another thing that we didn't mention that I saw this week that is definitely interesting is I saw the trailer for Big Mouth, the newest season, and it comes out in a couple weeks. Isn't the guys from uh, that Netflix show um, where the gay guys come make you up? uh, Oh, yeah, Queer Eye. Yeah, isn't Queer Eye? Yeah, aren't those guys in the show, in the season? Yeah, they are. That's funny. Good for them. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, be on the lookout for a lot of your favorite stuff that's coming back this week. So that wraps the, everything up. So, Lyndon, go ahead and plug away for the Bros Who Think Network. Look, if, you're, if you are in Lafayette and you like anime and you love what this network does, we're doing Anime Talk is doing its first live podcast at AVC Anime Fest in Lafayette, Louisiana at the Cajun Dome Convention Center. You can get your tickets now at Ticketmaster at the Cajun Dome box office or at avcanimefest.com. The convention will be on October 19th. Me and Chris's panels from 12 to 1. You guys come check us out. We're really excited. We're put, going to put on a great show for you guys. Check that out as well as check out the latest episode of Anime Talk on wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, or the website or SoundCloud, wherever you check it out, Google, Stitcher, whatever. Anime Talk's out now as well as the latest BWT pod where we talk about week two in the NFL among a host of other things. What's the best snack food? How I think uh, fruit snacks in Fruit by the Foot and Fruit Roll-Ups are not candy and a whole much more. As well as latest episode of Primetime. They're going to be recovering what happened in the LSU Vanderbilt game. You can check that out next week. But you can find all that and more www.brosythink.com as well as follow the Brosythink at Brosythink on Twitter. But other than that, that's all I got this week. Shuby. All right.
Well, if you haven't checked it out, go back and listen to the pitch it match between yeah, do Brooklyn and Charles. Definitely a fun one. And looking ahead, oh. we know there's been some trash talk. Not trash talk, but there's been some talk on Twitter this week. Shots about thrown. Some shots thrown to, to the makes next us have pitch to, it match. The dudes low-key have thrown shots at each other, so we have to announce the... We were going to wait till a little, little later in the month to announce it, but, you know, perfect time to never because... One of the competitors threw shots at the, his other competitor. So this <laughs> week, I mean, well, not this week, but the next pitch it match will be between Nola Pell's Reddit versus Justin BP from the Subculture Subculture Vulture podcast. Yes, again, Nola Pell's Reddit versus Justin BP, the host of the Subculture Vulture podcast. They will clash and pitch it. Gonna be a good match, Shuby. Also, gotta have a theme song for pitch. Pitch is gonna be fire the next. I'm like, low key. I've been working behind the scenes to make this thing better. Got us an exclusive hit from a creator to make as the theme song. I'm excited. Shit's gonna be litty. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in seeing where that can go. Um, I think that it's a, definitely a fun game to play because I have been going out and not pitching it to people, but I mean, like, telling people, like, hey, like, this is a question that I used in the game, and then they were like, "Oh, this is a really fun question to like think about," you know. Yeah, no, no, we got we got a little sum over here. So I think it's interesting, and you should definitely go check out the last match. Yeah, so, check out the last match to get hyped for the next match because you find out who's not one and zero as of yeah. now. Shoot, zero and one, and I'm one and zero. So we gotta mm. see who else is joining the winner side and the loser side before we get to the playoffs. All right. Well, that wraps things up for this episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast. Make sure to check out everything going on with the Bros Who Think Network and also to look out for next week's episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast. So I hope everyone has a good weekend. I'm Adam and Lyndon. Keep binging.